God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, or the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. The waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging, but there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. And the holy place where the Most High dwells, God is within her, and she will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar and kingdoms fall, but he raises his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought upon this earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear and he burns the shields with fire. Then he says, be still and know that I am God. My name will be exalted among the nations. My, my name will be exalted on the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Psalm 46. Loved ones, you please uh, pray with me. Father, thank you so much for today. May we live in confidence that Psalm 46 is, you are our refuge. You are our strength in this time of trouble. And Father, may you teach us to seek refuge, to seek you. We so desperately need you, Holy Spirit, to move throughout our lives, in our community, in our nation, and in our world. Please be with us today as we focus on being a soul winner. Only for you, God, is what we do. Teach us what we know not, give us what we have not, and make us who we are not. For Jesus' sake, amen. I hated those steps that day. You see, these steps were the steps that I once loved, full with passion, excitement, dreams, accomplishments, goals being met, and people's lives being, being changed. But today I hated those steps, I despised them. It makes my stomach turn to this day thinking about them, how I walked up them, being completely hung over. Walking through those doors was one of the first days that the CrossFit gym that I owned was in new ownership. You see, this was just a month after that I just decided to snort and drink my whole gym down the drain after a heartbreak. This was rock bottom for me. I once loved that place but that day I hated it. As I sat down on the couch, my, my friend Justin was right there at the desk and he saw me. He saw what I was going through. He knew the logistics of the gym being sold and just saw who I was at that very moment. A broken, depressed, drunk man that couldn't stop thinking about the devastation that just took place. How he went from living a life this way and all of a sudden it is completely opposite right now and he asked me one simple question changed my life he asked me Zach can I pray for you and at this point he's been around me for three or four years and he saw the way I lived and what I did on the weekends and but at this moment he took his shot see Justin was a Christian he was a man of God and three, for three or four years, he might have invited me a couple times to church, 
But at this moment, he asked me if I could, if he could pray for me. And I said, yes, pray for me. That's gonna change a whole lot right now. I just need her back. I need the gym back. I need this to have never have happened. But that, there was a difference that Justin did that day. He got up from his seat, he came over and sat right next to me and put his arm around me and started praying to a friend. And I had no idea who he was talking to. But Justin knew this person he was talking to. Yeah, I might have gone to church Christmas or Easter, but that day changed my whole life. He was talking to a friend and he prayed that I would feel God's love that day. And my life was changed drastically ever since. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I said thank you for the prayer, but realizing that I said thank you for my life. I said thank you for him being so bold. You see, Justin was a soul winner. And that's what I want to talk about today. I know we all have our stories. We've all had certain times where we can pinpoint and say that was the moment. Or maybe you've been a Christian your whole life, but there's no doubt there's some stories or testimonies that have made huge impact in your life and others around you. But let me ask you a question regarding being a soul winner. You see, Justin was a soul winner. He got up, he went to pray for someone that didn't even believe in God at that moment. And God transformed this broken Zach in the past to being a soul winner today. And I just wanna ask you a question. Are you a soul winner? Are you waking up every single morning with the deepest longing hope for people around you, the loved ones, your family, your coworkers, to know the God that you know? You have the hope inside you. Are you being a soul winner with what you have? See, again, Justin was a soul winner. I'm a soul winner. So we're gonna talk about what it means to, to honestly hear at the end of your life, well done, good and faithful servant. So what does God say about winning souls? Loved ones, this is uh, not trying to be mean in this message, but God doesn't really say a whole lot about winning souls. He actually commands it, us as Christians. So turn with me really quick to uh, Matthew chapter 28. I know most of you guys are listening and driving or watching, but We'll pop this verse up on the screen. So uh, Matthew 28, uh, most of you guys have heard the Great Commission. So chapter 28, verse 19, it says this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Uh, thank you for God's word. And in regards to being a soul winner and the Great Commission, I just want to break down this big command into an acronym so it can be so easy for us. Put it into practice and action, not easy. It's going to take some faith and take some boldness, but let's try to get this acronym dialed in. And then all it is is G-B-T. Go, baptize, and teach. I want us to memorize that. I want us to wake up every single morning praying about, hey, how can I go and baptize and teach? I know that's a loaded statement every single day, but we're gonna do our best to take steps forward to be a soul winner. And we all have people around us that need Jesus. 
the longing in your heart for them to know the God that you have has to break you. It has to up, make you get up in the morning and just go. And this is what Spurgeon says about this process. Think about that person that you know. Think about your own life if you're watching. And it says this, a sinner has a heart as well as a head. A sinner has emotions as well as thoughts. And we must appeal to both. A sinner will never be converted until his or her emotions are stirred. Unless he or she feels sorrow for sin and unless he or she has some measure of joy in the reception of God's word. You cannot have much hope for him or her outside of that. The word must be like a strong wind sweeping through the whole heart and swaying the whole man or woman, even as a field of ripening corn waves in a summer breeze. Conversion without emotion is a conversion without life. You and I must continue to drive at people's hearts till they are broken. And then we must keep on preaching Christ crucified till their hearts are bound up. And when this is accomplished, we must continue to proclaim the gospel till their whole nature is brought into subjection to the gospel of Christ. Even in these preliminaries, you will be made to feel the need of the Holy Spirit to work within you and by you, but this need will be more evident when we advance a step further and speak of a new birth in itself in which the Holy Spirit works in a style and a manner most divine. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you? What does this mean for me? I talk all the, t all the time to the team here at Collective about being an initiator. Justin was an initiator. He got up and went and pursued praying for someone. And check this out, guys. I wasn't a believer when he got up and prayed for me. So yes, it is okay to go pray for people that don't know God. And, you know, I was a guy that strictly always said that God is for people who are too weak to want it themselves. I said that all the time. I said that at a dinner table with my mom there and friends there that they are too weak to want it themselves. That's why they have this crutch in which we call God. I was broken and I was honestly just an idiot. I didn't see it. My heart wasn't broken. And so I just want us to correlate that word go, you know, in our acronym of earlier, GBT, go to be an initiator. Go talk to people, go bring up that conversation. I know it's hard to bring it up. I know it's hard to talk about it and being an initiator and being bold, but go introduce yourself to someone. You know, you guys see those people at the at coffee shops reading their Bibles. You know, they're believers, but go introduce yourself. Be bold, good practice. A believer will be less intimidating than a non-believer, but you'll never know unless you go talk to them if they're a believer or not. And I, and I talk about this all the time. Um, another question you can ask and be an initiator to really emphasize the go part of your life is ask them a question like, what church do you go to? That question all the time stirs up a whole bunch of conversations. You could go left or right. Uh, I don't go to church or I go to this church and it just starts that conversation. It's beautiful. And to really just kind of close this really beautiful, quick, soul winning message up is just we need to team up. You and I need to team up. There's souls being lost. Hearts are being broken. And if it wasn't for Justin being an initiator, 
praying for me at that moment. I don't know where I'd be right now. I thank God every day for Justin's boldness. I, he listened to the Holy Spirit. He was obedient. He got up and went and prayed for me. And he was effectual. Put his arm around me and talked to a friend. You guys know this friend, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You know this person. And I know you want your loved ones around you to know him as well. Some of us just uh, need to learn how to go, be bold, and just, just do it. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to that stir and just go. Some of us need to be baptized. Some of us need to have that conversation with the fellow friend or loved one that say, you know what, I did surrender my life to Christ, and I want to show that in baptism. You just need to have that conversation. Be a bold Christian and have those conversations. Go and then talk about baptism. If it's something that you guys need to do and you're in this area with us here at Collective, send us a message. We'll get that baptism taken care of and have that conversation. And the last part of the acronym GBT, teaching is the hardest part. There's a lot of people and a lot of Christians that leave it up to us pastors or to leave it up to the people that are in leadership to teach the Bible or to teach the Word or to teach how to be a better disciple. And most of us can't even name one person we are discipling. We can't even name one person that we're saying, hey, check this out. I want you, your relationship with God to grow a little bit more. Check this out. Parents, you're probably doing an amazing job reading the Adventure Bible or uh, Kids Bible to them. Keep doing your thing. Love it so much. Um, I think my mom did that back in the day, but I just never listened. I was such a brat. Anyways, and so again, just recapping GBT, go, baptize, teach. Now this is where I want to end it. I want it to be a little bit brutal. I want to a little to be a, a convicting a little bit, um, but I want you to be a soul winner starting today at this moment. So if you are watching this on YouTube or Instagram, I want you to type it in the, ch in the comment section. I am a soul winner down below. That's just declaring that over your life to make that step forward. But I want to uh, leave you with this. Um, Psalm 91. Um, but just like Psalm 91 and Psalm 46 that I uh, said earlier, God is our strength and our refuge and He protects us. And I'm sure you've heard Psalm 91 before. If you haven't, it's my, probably one of my favorite psalms. But I want you to think about it a little bit different today. I, don't, I want you to get encapsulated by Psalm 91, but I also want you to think of that person that you know and love that needs Jesus, that can't declare any of the psalms over their lives. They have no protection. And I want you to think about them, and I want that to stir your emotions to, hey, I'm going to be a soul winner. I want to go have that conversation with me. So let's read uh, Psalm 91 together. And it says this, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snail and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday. 
A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge and make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I'm going to leave you guys with this quote. To be a soul winner is the happiest thing in the world. And with every soul you bring to Jesus Christ, you seem to get a new heaven here upon earth. Father, we thank you. Teach us, guide us, protect us. Be our refuge. Teach us boldness. Teach us to be a soul winner. Teach us to go. Teach us to baptize. Teach us to teach others about you. May we rely on your word. May we rely on the Holy Spirit. Please, Holy Spirit, guide us to be more like your son or to be more like Jesus. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for teaching us. Be our refuge. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.